while. Some of this might be review. For those of you that are newer, maybe this will help you to understand where we're coming from. The challenge is to take a 35 or so minute message and squanch it into about 15 or 20, but we're going to do it tonight. Rich is going to help me. We've got some slides here to help uh, you follow along as we go. There's really one, and you'll, you'll see this, there's really one aspect of all of this that I want us to get a hold of, and you'll, I'm sure you'll see that uh, when we get there. All right, let's have a word of prayer. Let's ask the Lord to meet with us. Lord, we love you tonight. We need you. Thank you for the privilege to serve in your church. And Lord, I pray now that you'd give me wisdom and the words to say uh, for this portion of the service. And then, Lord, would you use the message to follow in all of our lives in Jesus' name. Amen. The message to follow, in the message to follow, there's some great illustrations of God using normal human beings in, in, that live in, in the United States in just like we. And uh, so that's my burden is to see maybe this somewhat illustrated uh, through that. Uh, I want us to first talk a little bit about our purpose as a church. We, we know this. We've talked about this. Matter of fact, we brought it up in the annual meeting. Ephesians 3, verse 20 and 21. Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us, unto him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus throughout all ages, world without end. We come together on Sundays to worship the Lord. He deserves all the honor, the glory, and the praise. We sing to him. He's the head of the church. It's all about him. It's not about us. It's about him. And we come to worship the Lord. We come together to grow. The Bible says grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. We're all to be growing. As a matter of fact, not chapter 4 and verse 14 says that we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro. Right? Why? Because the verse prior to that says, till we come into the unity of faith and knowledge of the Son of God into a perfect man, the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. We come together to grow. Number three, when we think concerning purpose, we are about serving one another. And God is the one that instituted the local church. God is the one that chose to work through the local church. God is the one that put us in his church to serve him. So if you really want to serve God today, you got to remember there's other things you can do, but God's purpose is through the local church. I want you to slide over to Ephesians 4 now, and I want you to look at verse number 12 as we think concerning not just our purpose, but our plan. And this is what I'm really passionate about, all right? And some of you that have heard it can go, okay, here we go again. But if we could get a hold of this, this will change. This God will use us to make a difference. People's lives will be changed. Ephesians 4 and verse number 12, the Bible says, verse 11, we get a running start here. And he gave some apostles, prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers, verse number 12, for the perfecting or the equipping of the saints for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. When you got saved, the Holy Spirit of God moved in, you have eternal life. God wants every believer to be part of a local church. All of us are ministers of the Lord Jesus Christ, all right? Every one of us is as important as the other in the work of doing what God wants us to do. We're all ministers of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now let that sink in. 
Because when we think about a holy God in heaven that says, hey, I want to use you, an imperfect sinner that's up and down and here and there, God wants to use us to do work in the lives of other people. What a privilege it is for us to be used of God to make a difference. Now we have to ask ourselves this question. What is the work of the ministry for the perfecting of the saints that the saints might do the work of the ministry? If you have your Bibles, we're turning to Matthew chapter number 9. Matthew chapter number 9, and we are going to look at the example of the Lord Jesus. He, He said, for I have given you an example that ye should do as I have done unto you. So the Lord Jesus, he came to be our example. There are two passages, two verses that essentially say the same thing. We're going to read the one from Matthew 9 and verse number 35. Here's what Jesus did while he was here on earth, all right? And Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. We can take this verse and we can separate it into three parts as we look at ministry. What is the work of the ministry? And many of you could quote it because I've hit it over and over again. The work of the ministry is about three things. Number one, it's about reaching people with the gospel. All right. The the passage says here uh, that Jesus preaching the gospel of the kingdom. Number two, it's about teaching. It's about discipleship. It's about pouring my life into the lives of someone else. Verse 35, and I mean, beginning part of verse 35, sorry. And he went about the cities and villages teaching in their synagogues. So it's about teaching. Thirdly, as we look at verse 35, the latter part, the Bible says, and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. It's about ministering or meeting the needs of individuals, all right? Trying to meet needs in people's lives. Brother Tim, come on up here just for a minute. Tim is going to represent all of us as individual Christians, all right? We're all here at Victory Baptist Church, and Tim is going to, uh, uh, he is going to do the work of the ministry. So, Tim, tell us something as you think about the work of the ministry. What should be on your mind when it comes to the work of the ministry? And you're going to say, reaching people. Reaching people. Reaching people. Wonderful. Okay, but now, right now, Tim, that's just out there somewhere. So let's think about this. Who could you reach? Right? That's what you're thinking. Who, do you know anybody that's unsaved? I do. You do. All right, could you give us a name? I'm not going to do that. Okay, don't do that. All right, that's not a problem. You don't have to get it. So Tim has taken the work of the ministry, reaching people, and now he's got a name in his mind of somebody that God could use him to reach. But we're not done, are we, Tim? I don't know. Well, no, we're not done because okay, there's no, three aspects, three aspects, oh, Tim. So number two, what should we be thinking, Tim? Teaching. We should be teaching. That's right. Now, Tim. Do you, is there anybody, and you don't have to name this person either, is teaching, that's just out there somewhere right now, right? But is there anybody that you could put in your mind a name of somebody, now sometimes we get confused with teaching, that you could pour your life into, that you could, that maybe you could help spiritually to teach some things? Yeah. There is. 
Okay, now we have two names in Tim's mind, right? The first one didn't leave, did it? No. Okay, good. <laughs> All right. Are we done yet? Uh, no, but there's still one more. One more. What is it? Uh, ministering. Ministering. All right. Now, he's thinking ministering. That right now, Tim is way out there somewhere, ministering. But let's think about it. How do we put feet to ministering? Could you think of somebody that maybe needs something that could be done? You know, some bushes trimmed or whatever. Or, you know what I'm saying? I was trying to think of some things your mom needed done. Okay. So now, you ain't sick, are you? Don't be, don't be believe. I mean, I picked the wrong person. So now you have three names to put into practice. All right, thanks. You did a good job. I knew I could count on you. Now, let's, let's think about this. Think about this. If every one of us could get a hold of the fact that I am God's Esther, we've been looking in the morning, pick whatever Bible character you want, for 2024. And what God wants me to do is reach, teach, and minister to people. But let's not just leave it out there somewhere. Let's ask ourselves this question. Who does God want me, right here, me, me, to reach? Who does God want me to try to disciple, to try to take from point A to point B? Who does God want me to try to help meet a need? We put names to that burden. And we begin to roll up our sleeves and every member of Victory Baptist Church can do the work of the ministry. Can you imagine if every one of us had three names? And we know there's more than three. If every one of us had three names, we say, you know what, I'm going to, I'm ministering to whoever. I'm going to send them a text. Hey, praying for you today. I'm trying to disciple or incur, or get with. And I'm, I'm going to go to lunch with this person. I'm going to ask him, how are your devotions going? Hey, this person at work or at the store, somebody they see, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to reach them with the gospel. Can you imagine if every one of us, I don't know how many there are here tonight, but let's say there's 20 of us, 20 people got a burden, and, and not just, yeah, we need to be reaching, teaching, and ministering, but no, I need to be reaching him and teaching her and, and ministering to him. If all of us got a hold of that, we now have 20 times 3, 60 people that the work of the ministry is being done to. You see, only God can really give us that kind of a vision. Esther was an orphan girl. <laughs> she didn't have the talent. She didn't have maybe the training. But she was willing to let her God, God use her in such a time as she found herself. It's 2024. There's a lot of things we're burdened about. And God wants to work, but we have to let God use us. And that's why we're going to see this message in just a minute. Let me give you, and by the way, as you look at the calendar, the magnet there, I was going to walk us through it, but I decided maybe next week we'll talk about some of those things. We try to have, act, and by the way, if you want a more thorough calendar, all right, I told you this morning, come see me. I'll give you when tentative deacon meetings are. I mean, if you... Uh, you see, why would you do that? Because I like people that say, hey, I'm going to kind of plan my life around the church's schedule. You know, if you can go on vacation, by the way, August is a great month to go on vacation, but whatever you want to say. But if you can go on vacation this week or that week, and this week we have revival meetings, I hope you'll pick that week. 
That's why we give you this so far in advance. We don't just throw things on a calendar to say, oh, we're just going to... Our calendar of activity is designed to reach people with the gospel. And there are some activities, Fall Fest, that I tell you, please try to bring unsaved people. Sometimes reaching people is just inviting them to church. Please try to get folks here for Easter. We'll preach the gospel. There are other activities that are designed to help disciple and encourage one another. Our men's prayer meeting on Saturday, we're going to pray together. There's going to be a lot of encouragement going on. You know, the aspect of of teaching. And then the aspect of ministering. You know, one of the best ways to, to get yourself out of the doldrums is find someone that has a problem that's bigger than your problem. Sometimes the Lord, if I find myself down, he'll, he'll send someone across. The, uh, I saw someone in the gym the other day that was shooting hoops from a wheelchair. He was made better than I was doing, really. I mean, I wasn't shooting hoops. I was just thinking, I got a lot to be thankful for. Ministering, meeting the needs of other people. Let me give you a third thought and then a fourth, and <laughs> we'll finish this real quick. Our power. Paul said in Ephesians 3, I get on my knees and pray for you. I summarize there. For this cause I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Why do we have prayer meeting on Wednesday night? Why do we try? I do try. (laughs) I try to take the Wednesday night service and divide it into three parts. 20 minutes of singing and announcements. 20 minutes of a devotional and 20 minutes of prayer. Why do we have a prayer time tonight at 5.30? Why do we have a men's prayer meeting on Saturday? I try every other month. We have a men's prayer meeting, a church prayer meeting, a special additional prayer meeting. Sometimes we've had prayer meetings right in the middle of a Sunday night service. We say, we're going to end, and we're going to spend time in prayer. We don't just do that to do it. We do that because we need God. <laughs> And if any work is going to be done, God has to do it. And we must move forward on our knees. And I tell you this, the Bible says so much the more as you see the day approaching. And I trust, I'm sure that this, this message here will stir you when it comes to this matter of prayer as well. Um, God is not limited. It's us. If you seek me, you'll find me when you search for me with all of your heart. What kind of a heart search do we really have for God? How hungry are we for God to really do something in our lives, in our church, in this community? And so we we plug in prayer meetings because we need God. My son Stephen challenged me. He said, Dad, maybe we should pray before Sunday even starts. Maybe we should meet at 9.15 and add another prayer, prayer time. I said, you know what I said to him? I said, well, some people can't get there by 9.30, but I'm open to it. We, we may start that in the next couple of weeks. You say, hey, if you can come, let's pray for 10 minutes. Why? Because we need God. We need him more than we ever have. And then Hebrews 10.25 says, not forsaking the assembling ourselves together as a matter of some is. Uh, exhorting uh, one other daily so much the more you see the day approaching. Throw the next slide up and just go on all those. Let me encourage you quickly with this. Get involved in everything you can. I mean, get, and I just made this list quickly. Be here for church service. Look, if the doors are open, I'm going to be here. 
We have revival meetings with Brother Billy Ingram in, in April. It's Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday, three days. Look at the magnet, block it off in your calendar, say, I'm going to be there. God will use it in your life. Plan to be here. Uh, plan to be here for a Bible studies. Ladies, there's a Bible study. It's going to be three in the spring and three in the fall. Just mark it down now and plan to be there. And sometimes we think this, well, I don't know if, if I kind of need that right now. Can I tell you something? There's somebody there that needs you. Somebody needs you to smile at them and say, hey, I'm praying for you. And hey, I love you. You see, sometimes we get it backwards. Uh, prayer times and outreach. We have outreach on Saturday morning at 10 o'clock. We'll, have a, we'll start this up in a couple of weeks. We usually have a little snack. We'll have some fellowship. We'll have prayer, and we'll go out and tell people about Jesus. It is a fun time, and we're done by 1130, and you got the whole rest of the day to do whatever you want to do, and it's fun because you never know what, who's going to be behind the door. You never know what's going to happen, and you have somebody to experience that with you, and it's fun. Every month, first Sunday of the month is Outreach Sunday. We'll provide lunch. You've got to bring some sides, and we'll sit down, and we'll have a meal together, and then we'll go out and tell people about Jesus. We have new move-ins. We have people that have visited the church. We've got people we're praying. We, we put up a postcard. I'll tell you more about this. You know about it, where we're praying for a neighborhood, and then we're going to send a postcard and say, hey, we're praying for you. You say, well, I'm shy. We'll put you with somebody that's not shy. Believe it or not, the first time I ever went sewing, I didn't say one word. I told the guy that asked me to go, I said, I'll go, but I'm not saying a word. I don't even know that I said hi to the people. I might have just nodded. I was scared to death. And maybe that's where you're at. Come, we'll put somebody, listen, we'll guarantee to put you with somebody that's been out at least once. All right? Do you know the greatest joy you'll ever experience in life is showing somebody how they can trust Christ as Savior and seeing them pray and trust Christ and say, where are you going to die? If you, if you die today, where are you going? To, I'm going to heaven because I trusted Jesus as my Savior. I, I'm telling you, nothing in the world like it. And many Christians will go to heaven empty-handed because they hadn't. We're going to do everything we can to try to help you. You can look at the rest of these. <laughs> just, just roll up your sleeves and say, God... I want you to use me. All right? The opportunities are here. If we could go ahead, let's share.